0: There's a lot of research out there that says women do best when we have a tight inner circle, but we also need, they call it loose ties, people that are outside of our network that can open doors for us that are in rooms that we're not in. Um, So I try to think about community building sort of in those different ways. The other thing that I want to just say really straight from my heart is it really is quality over quantity. Mm. Welcome to The Wealthy
1: and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events, and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power, and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought, training, or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action, and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy
2: you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce our guest, which I'm sure a lot of our New England listeners may be familiar with. At least the Women's Business League is something that I see all the time in my network. So if you haven't seen it yet, then go look them up now because you should. But <laughs> our guest is Amy Posick, who is a former top executive at a multi-million-dollar accounting firm founder of the national networking group, Women's Business League, and leader of the motivational platform, Bold Moves. Amy empowers industry leaders to radically transform their personal and professional lives for optimal performance. Her passion for creating networks ignites momentum in companies seeking to create genuine community, both within company culture and around their brands. Yeah. Reading your bio just like excites me. I love it when there's a bio where I'm like, oh my God, I already know this conversation is going to be so juicy and good. Um, and Amy is also in Newburyport. So if you're a local New Englander, she's also, um, close by there, which is always fun. So Amy, welcome
0: to the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm fired up for an amazing conversation.
2: I cannot wait. I'm like, there's so many ideas swirling that I'm like, where do we even begin? But let's begin with how you even got into this. Where did it start? What, you know, pushed this empire forward (laughs) or what sparked it?
0: You know, I started my career in accounting. And I think, um, you know, like so many women, we start our careers just with either information that we got from our parents or what we think we should do. And I was a huge ladder climber. Um, And I was good in the corporate dynamic, right? There's nothing wrong with it. I was good at my job. And I loved going into multi-million dollar organizations and really seeing the opportunities for them. And I enjoyed it. But I just had this like feeling in my heart that I had to be meant for more. Um, There had to be something out there where I could make an impact. And this feeling was just, it was gnawing at me. It was brewing. (laughs) And I think as women, we're so intuitive, right? Um, But for years, I really pushed it down because I had the master's degree. I had the six-figure role. I had all the things that externally looked like what success was meant to be. And yet inside was really longing um, to do the work that set my heart on fire. And so um, I had a moment where I just decided that I was going to figure it out. And I had no idea what that looked like, but I felt like this was too important to me into my life to not find the work that I was meant to do. Um, And so I made that decision and I went on this real personal journey of trying a lot of things, failing at a lot of things and picking myself back up and trying again. But along, along that journey, one of the things I tried was becoming a mortgage broker. And so that was the first time in my life where I had to go out and get my own clients. And so I started doing a ton of networking and quickly realized that what was out there for women was not filling my soul. Instead, I was walking into rooms where I felt invisible. I was feeling just not seen, not valued. But yet I was meeting all these amazing women. And so um, when I met my now co-founder of the Women's Business League, Melissa Gilbo, she'd been networking for 20 years. And I said to her, where do SMART ambitious, amazing women who want to support each other. Where do they go to build their business? Um, And she said, you know, I haven't found something like that, but what would happen if we got these amazing women together? And so we really started creating community because it was really what we each needed to grow our businesses at that time. So that's how it all started. Which is a perfect example of
2: entrepreneurship, like finding the gap and filling it, which is so good. Um, And I think that's how like all great things start. I love that it started as a mortgage broker too, because when I think of the people that are the most into networking. That is, that is the person that comes to mind. I'm like mortgage brokers, any mortgage broker I've ever known or real estate agents too. like really good real estate agents. They are out there. They are every networking opportunity ever, but I love that. And I've experienced that too, where I've wanted to really go to these networking events. And a lot of them are, you know, they're kind of stale or it's like, and this isn't really like lighting me up and things like that. So that is just such an incredible mission. And when, how long have you been doing the Women's Business League? Like, when did you guys start this?
0: So we actually did it for a year before it was really anything. We were just meeting with these women and um, we started showing up and really supporting for each other. And then our businesses started to grow and about Mm. a year in other women from different communities came to us and said, you know, that thing that you're doing in Georgetown, Massachusetts, we want it in our community. And mm-hmm. that was the light bulb moment, as any entrepreneur knows. Yep. Like, oh, there's other people that want what we're building. Yes. Uh, and so it was so interesting because that happened at the same time. So because my mortgage business had boomed because of this group of women, right. I'm like, oh shoot, I hate mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like- but what was it had brought me to the entrepreneurial path. I've just fell in love with building community. Mm. So it was right at that intersection where I put my whole heart and soul behind creating Women's Business League. So it's been officially five years yesterday.
2: Wow. Congrats. Wow. Yesterday. That's so exciting.
0: So exciting. And I still remember that day of sitting down at my computer and, and applying for the EIN. Yes. (laughs) Making it official. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. And then you know it's real, <laughs> right? Oh, that's so exciting because I knew like it's it's such a and it's amazing that um you guys are nationwide as well because I know in like Portland, New Hampshire, or like Maine, New Hampshire, Boston is where i I mean, that's where I live, and that's where I see stuff. So obviously, I knew that you guys were doing so much in this area, but I had no idea that it was national too, which is so exciting.
0: Yeah. We're 45 chapters. And we're in a lot of ways, we feel like we're just getting started. There's, it's really amazing to, yeah. to redefine the networking experience. Cause I was somebody who hated networking. Yeah. Now I love it because mm. there's a way to do it that feels so good and aligned. So yeah.
2: Yeah. I was telling Amy before we started recording, actually, as many of you know, I'm about to pop with uh, my first baby and I've been, of course, during this time, like buying the events that are popping up, and I'm like, "Ooh, these look so exciting!" Not the best time for me to go right now. Like, it hasn't worked in my schedule, but I can't wait to go to these events as well because they—they do. They look really exciting and totally different than networking events that I've been to. But let's talk more about creating this community because I know that our listeners, I know that many women, many business women, want to build community, and that's something also that is not it like, of course, yes, it's good for our business to build community. It's good for business to have events and to cultivate that and to build the know, like, and trust and have people get to know us for building our business. But I think more than that, what you touched on is it's, it was so fulfilling. And I think of any events that I lead or retreats or anything, when I leave, I'm like, I feel like a different person. I'm like buzzing, right? Like, I'm like, oh my God, that just, it's such a good feeling to find your people and to connect with people that are like-minded and that understand not only like the the business journey, but ju- that you can just really authentically connect to and hear people's stories. Like, I mean, even this, even the podcast, I feel like that too. Like, oh, it's so exciting to hear how you did this and what your story is. And like, what made you really excited about this? So, I think that a lot of long-winded way of saying I think a lot of people want to build community, yes, to build their business, but also because. You feel like you create this home around your mission and you create this family. And it really feels good to have the communities. But I also see a lot of people that kind of struggle. They, they're feeling like they're forcing the community growth and they're trying really hard, but it's just not really taking off or picking up. And people aren't showing up to events and you know, they they're not getting the engagement on social media or whatever. So what in your experience of building this amazing community over the last five years has been really a driver behind its growth and behind people being really magnetized to this movement in the community? Ugh great
0: question. Loaded I, question I, I get right? so <laughs> excited. I get so excited. You know, cause it was a surprise to me too, that mm-hmm. it was a surprise to me that I could build these incredible, really soul filling relationships at this point in my life. Right. Yeah. Um, but I would say the first thing is don't discount the network that you already have. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes there's this huge emphasis on, I have to meet a hundred people. I have to meet all these people. But if you think back about your journey, and you think about the people that you were in contact with, even like as a child in your early career, um, different communities that you were a part of. So often we forget to activate the people that we already know. Mm-hmm. And it is the nicest thing to get a note from somebody who says, hey, you know, I thought of you. We were in connection, you know, years ago, would love to coffee date and just hear what you're up to it's such a beautiful thing. Um, And then you're just reigniting those, those connections and those networks. So there's your current network, I would say really spend some time activating that Mm. a couple of ways to do that beyond the coffee date is LinkedIn, which is such a powerful tool to stay connected to people. Um, And then I always think it's great to build community inside of your industry. So for example, if you're in the health and wellness sphere, you definitely want to connect with maybe your modality is yoga, but you want to have relationships with great people who focus on nutrition and and, um, wellness in different areas, but building out those connections and then reaching outside of your industry to people that might have totally different ideas from you, but are going to expand your thinking. Um, There's a lot of research out there that says women do best when we have a tight inner circle, but we also need, they call it loose ties, people that are outside of our network that can open doors for us that are in rooms that we're not in. Um, So I try to think about community building sort of in those different ways. The other thing that I want to just say really straight from my heart is it really is quality over quantity mm. when it comes to network and connections. We're all busy women. We only have so much bandwidth. So making sure that you're spending time with people that are aligned in your values and at your level professionally is so important. And that can be challenging, right? Because that does require us to maybe say no to other people who don't feel aligned,
2: I love it. All, all of it. All of it. It's so good. Like what you, what you first said is activate the people you already know. And this is so good. And it makes me think that just as you were saying, people are always looking for more, 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 more. It's like more followers. How do I grow? How do I find this quick growth? I'm like, you actually don't probably want to go viral on Instagram. You probably don't want all these random lurkers following you that aren't what you just said, align with your values at your same level in your industry. Like you really want to go deep, not wide, whether it's on social media, on LinkedIn or anything like that, but just in general of thinking, how can you go deeper with the people that you already know? I can't tell you how many times people that reach out to work with me are like random connections of like hey i was friends with your college friend remember i met you a couple times like partying in our 20s and now you do this so cool and i do this so cool like oh my god we're so aligned you know things like that where it's like you don't know even if you're like oh this is a random person from my high school but you don't know what they're doing now you don't know i mean that's like for me 20 years ago you know like lots changed <laughs> So that's such a good point is to really activate and tap into the the community that you already have build inside your industry I loved that as well I think a lot of people like I am so community over competition as far as like I'm not afraid to partner with other business coaches or other yoga instructors or other event creators, like the things that I really focus on because everyone's unique and everyone has a slightly different community and different focus and people may, you know, be in your community, but for some reason they're not fully vibing with you. And then they love this other person. It's like, great. They get that support that they needed, even if it's not necessarily me or vice versa, but also your point of partnering with people that are complementary and not necessarily the exact same like you you made the you made the um connection of yoga teacher and nutrition you know you nutrition coach or something that is something that's so good too because then you can complement each other and do these collabs where it's like you're both bringing your own zone of genius to help them get even further. It's like, they're building their team. And that's something that I've loved to see as well. Even, you know, I do wellness events, like a little bit different with be well events, but it's the same. It's like people find their acupuncturist, their massage therapist, their nutritionist, their yoga teacher. It's like, they find their people in that community. And I just, that that's so good. So your takeaway is if you're listening to this <laughs> in a couple of steps, activate the people you already know, build inside of your own industry, find those connections that, yeah, maybe they do the same thing, but also they're very complementary. And then also find the people outside of your industry and connect with those to really expand your vision and your thinking and even your process, like the way you do things could be different and help you grow a lot by getting that outside um, that outside expertise and then aligning with the values and finding people at at a similar level. What have you seen in this power of community? So this is really how you tapped into building this like-minded community. What are some of the things that you've seen that have really built from this? Like what is the power of building community?
0: It's unbelievable. I mean, we have seen incredible collaborations. We've seen businesses go, you know, just fly high, right? Like, you know, I always say it looks like a sisterhood, but we're really a sales force for each other because I can't tell you, I I always joke, I pass more referrals on the sidelines of a hockey game. (laughs) cheering on my son because i think as women we have this natural connection and we're very we tend to be open and sharing our challenges right and somebody might be next to me saying you know my gosh i really struggle to find time for my wellness well oh my gosh great i need to connect you to cat like and it's just this natural um connection and you think about it yeah somebody can go look for a, a wellness coach or on Facebook that they don't know, but if I'm their trusted friend and I'm saying to them, you know, I've had a great experience. I think you should definitely talk to her. That's a very different conversation for the business owner when they actually pick up the phone and, and call, for, right? Um, and so the, the results are huge. And I think investing In your network is one of the highest ROI activities as a business owner that you can do. Um, And I always say, you know, when you're networking, it's really about just show up and serve. So one of the things that transformed my career, and it worked for me as a professional woman uh, in corporate as well, and an entrepreneur, is I always did this practice of give 30. So every Friday, I set aside 30 minutes to look at who I've met with that week. I look at my credit card statement to see where I'm spending money. And I just think about who I've interacted with. And for 30 minutes, I try to provide value to them. So I will send them a referral. I'll write a review, I'll write a testimonial. I'll make an introduction for somebody. I will send them a new client, but I just think about how can I create value for this person? And it doesn't take that long five minutes and I can usually open a door for somebody. Right. And it's this, if you do this habit, if you do give 30 every week, your whole business will transform. I'm adding that to the list. That's such a good practice because
2: if we're thinking about sales, sales is service, but also, you know, what is the marketing saying? People need to see something or be impacted positively by you eight times before they even consider buying something like that. Like, this is a fast track to taking those connections and actually turning them into business connections by serving them before they've even paid you. Like, how can you add value before they've even paid you? And that's going to create such a better experience. And what you said about referrals is so good, too, of like going back to that no like, and trust. It's like it reminds me of like people that do affiliate marketing or things like that. That's the whole purpose of how they sell is they, they buy from people that they already trust that are, that are referring them and saying, Hey, this worked for me, or this is a great person for that. So powerful. So in your network, it's, it's membership based, right? Where people in the um, women's business league, they pay a membership and then they have access to the community and the meetups and everything like that. Can you talk a little bit more about that for some of the people that are hearing this and they're like, Oh my God, I love this. And I want to
0: also plug in more to a community. Yeah, absolutely. We have a place for everybody. So we have local chapters if that feels aligned because as women, we go through different seasons of life, right? So you're having a new baby, which is so exciting. I Remember those days dearly. We have an online community where maybe going to a chapter twice a month doesn't work for you right now, but we would love for you to still be a part of all the amazing things we have going on. So we have, it's called the circle, which is an online membership um, and where you can take advantage of our community also all of our, um, we do monthly power hours. So educational offerings, quarterly accelerators, which are all geared to help women grow their businesses. We do monthly national calls. So that's available to you as well. Um, quarterly meetups. And then if the chapter experience, if you're like, you know what, I'm just craving that in-person connection. Mm -hmm. I want to feel that energy. I want to look somebody in the eye and give them a big hug. Then our chapters are where it's at and they meet twice a month. It's a very structured, intentional meeting where you're connecting, learning about each other's businesses. You're sharing um, what you need for your business and asking for the help that we can all give you. So amazing. And you mentioned LinkedIn earlier and
2: I have this philosophy of, you know, pick one social, like one or two social media platforms and really go all in. So I don't do much personally on LinkedIn. I'm like, I got Instagram, my podcast, like mostly Instagram for social media. And that's where I show up. But people that maybe are not as interested in using Instagram or they're already on LinkedIn and they're already using LinkedIn how has that worked for building your community, um, both inside business and is it mostly been for connections that you just already had, that you kind of had from corporate and things like that? Or what is your process, I guess, for using LinkedIn for community growth?
0: Yeah, I love what you said too about understanding where your people are, right? So your people mm. are on Instagram. Um, I always like to say, typically you'll have a primary platform and then a secondary. So for me, the primary is more LinkedIn, but my secondary is Instagram. Um, And LinkedIn is doing a ton of updates to the algorithm right now. If you, for anybody listening, if you go to Google and you type in your name, I would be willing to bet that your LinkedIn profile will be in the top three. It's very, very strong. And so what I love about LinkedIn is it it's a great place to build your personal brand because you own that media channel um, in the, in the sense that you don't own it, but in the sense that you're allowed to put all of your own content on it. So um, it also gives you access to really high level people that you might not find on other platforms. Um, What I've found to be the most beneficial on LinkedIn is really showcasing your thought leadership. So be, be, you know, being there, showing up and serving and showing up as the expert that you are in your field. And um, I use LinkedIn if I coffee date with somebody, if I'm out at an event and I meet them, that's where I'm connecting back in with them. It's really a place to, to have all of my connections, but then also be able to engage on their content. And I have seen a huge ROI on the time I've spent making those connections and engaging on LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, I love that. And, and it's funny that you said that about Google too, because I had noticed that recently, actually, that the LinkedIn profiles always, <laughs> they always pop up. And like I mentioned, I don't, I mean, mine's like so outdated. <laughs> I had it when I worked in corporate is because, you know, if you are in a corporate setting then I feel like it's heavily used, you know, for making connections and climbing the ladder and things like that. So I did use it a lot more back then. And I just kind of like had it. But what I noticed, and you said the educational content, so you're making posts there, educational posts there primarily. How do, would you say it differs from Instagram in your experience? Do you repurpose the same posts? How does that work? That's a
0: great question. I like to take the, I call it like the soul of the content. Um, but I will sometimes make it a little bit more uh, buttoned up for mm. LinkedIn. Um, but I will say, my brand is pretty uh, consistent across the platforms. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't tone down my enthusiasm just because I'm on LinkedIn. But I try right. to, I just understand that the way that people are consuming content on LinkedIn is very different. The other thing that's fascinating about LinkedIn is um, I found it to be great to connect in with editors and um, publishers, contributors. So if you are looking to grow your brand Mm. via PR, it's a very powerful tool. Um, It's also great for brand extensions and collaborations, because again, you're having an opportunity to interact with decision makers. So just like any platform, I think being intentional, understanding why you're on there and what the purpose is, um, is really powerful, but in terms of content, I really try to make it accessible, helpful, educational thought leadership style. I will say, and I know this is a result of some of the, um, tweaks to the algorithm. The narrative content is huge. So sharing your story, but then also making sure that you have a value add in there is what's really performing well. I Mm. love LinkedIn. We could do a whole other call on that. I know, (laughs) right? We'll save
2: the next, you know, the next uh, chat for all about LinkedIn, because I think that's really fascinating as someone that hasn't really used LinkedIn at all. And I have it. And I feel like I got to get a lot of spammy messages there, which kind of turns me off to it. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's annoying. It's like just a bunch of random people, you know, <clears throat> trying to sell something or, or a service or something, but you know, that happens on Instagram too. It's just, I'm more used to like them coming in and getting rid of them. Whereas on LinkedIn, it's like, I haven't been on and four months. And then I'm like, ah, spam. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that too, because I see Instagram as being, of course, thought leadership, educational value, but it's a lot more entertain, like edutainment as well of like people want that quick, like captivating reels are, are popular video is popular. And so LinkedIn is,
0: seems like a lot more of a long form platform. I agree. I think you nailed it. If you haven't been on in a while, it's a great opportunity to uh, add all of your contacts and then post a beautiful picture of you straight to camera and do a reintroduction. Mm. and just say hi this is who I am this is what I'm doing here's what I've done before um and here's where I am now and it they always do fantastic because people love to hear what you're up to
2: yeah your story that's such a good idea and even just keeping it simple and doing less there and having you know that be another touch point in the professional world I love that I love that focus too the last question that I have for you is what does it look like
0: in your life? And what does it mean to you to be a wealthy and well woman? Oh, I love this question so much. To me, it's all about abundance, right? And for me being wealthy and well means being nourished. It means being surrounded with people that I just absolutely love doing work that sets my heart on fire, having relationships that are fueling me and supportive of who I am as a person and my work in the world. Hmm. Yes. I love that.
2: And where can people find you who want to stay connected and want to learn more about what you have
0: going on? Yeah, I would love that. So definitely connect with me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Amy Posick womensbusinessleague.com is a great place to start if you're interested in getting plugged into an amazing supportive community. And if you want support in your business, bold-moves.com. Amazing, Amy. Thank you so much.
2: So amazing to have you on today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman Podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also, share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it and I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanewski. I would love to connect with you there. And I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well
2: woman you are.